Hello, and welcome to Joyful Heart, a podcast for Christian women who are trying to balance a relationship with God, as well as school, work, and other things life likes to throw our way. In these episodes, religious topics such as growing closer to God, maturing in our faith, as well as general ones like college difficulties and navigating new experiences in life will be covered. And with that, let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, so for this week's episode, it's going to focus in on why love is the most important aspect of our walk with God and why we need to make sure that love is in our hearts and our minds as we grow in our faith and our relationship with God. Love is one of the most important things on earth and our walk with God in nearly every aspect of our life. Love is the reason that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and took the burdens and the sins of the world even before we existed. And I think sometimes this really humbles me to know that Jesus loved me before I even sinned. Jesus took my place on that cross and took my place before I even sinned, before I even existed. He loved me before my family line may have even begun. His love is eternal. His love is unconditional. His love is never ending. And that is something so special that we need to hold within our hearts and always remember. Love is also partially the reason why God created man, why he created us, so that he could be loved and worshipped by us. Despite all of our failures, God loves us. He saves us and provides us with salvation so that we can spend all of eternity worshipping him and being in his presence. Sometimes it's hard to wrap my mind around the fact that God always loves me despite my sins and failures. I think that's often the worldly view that we hold with God that we need to remove. God is not of this world. God is not like us humans. God's love is something so different and so unique from what this world could ever offer. God knows our sins. God knows our deepest, darkest secrets. God knows our failures, but he still chooses to love us. God looks at us when the world might look at us as being useless and having no purpose, and he sees that purpose. God knows how he can use us for his glory. So don't ever feel useless because God has a purpose for you. If you have a pulse, you have a purpose in this world. God has great plans for you. It might take a little longer than expected to get to those plans, but hold on to the fact that you have a purpose on this earth. Love is a necessary part of our walk with Christ. First, I want to start with a verse that I read that kind of shaped how this whole episode would come about today, which is 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7. It reads, Love is patient, love is kind, and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, it is not provoked, does not take into account wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hope all things, and endures all things. Now, I know this is a very popular verse and is a very well-known verse, but sometimes I think we get stuck in only placing it in one type of context. Most of the time, from what I have heard and even assumed myself, was this verse was spoken in the context of romantic relationships, whether 
um, a boy between boyfriends and girlfriends or fiancés or husbands and wives or it is implemented within a marriage vow at a wedding. You know, I always thought it was, oh, it's, you know, more for romantic things or, you know, other than just friendship. But I feel like what God was telling me when I read this is it's not just for the context of romantic relationships. Rather, it should be used between friends, neighbors, and even our enemies, the people we find it hard to get along with. The last part is often the hardest to imagine. With love, to love our enemies, love those we disagree with, and those who are difficult to get along with. But the second greatest commandment God gave us was to love our neighbors. Christ tells us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. So back to why I think this is important within the context of like friendships and outside of romantic relationships. Work towards this kind of love for more than just romantic relationships because as I stated, love is so important. God always urges us and puts great value in loving one another. It's taken me a while to realize why it is so important to have friendships and to have a community in Christ because these are the people that are going to be encouraging you. These are the people that are going to call you out when you're falling back into sin, but doing so in a loving way. These are the people that are going to be with you and provide you with encouragement, just provide you with love and support you through difficult times. And it's really important to make sure that these friendships and these relationships are healthy and that they are out of love because with a friend you don't want to have a friend who's impatient with you you don't want to have a friend that's mean you don't want to have a jealous friend or one that's always bragging and arrogant and that is seeking revenge and that is provoked to do the wrong and is holding grudges over you you will start to feel drained by that relationship you will start to feel unhappy you don't want people in your life who are going to continually make you unhappy those aren't the right people in your life you need people who are going to lift you up you need people who are going to hold you accountable you need people who are working towards a relationship with Christ because it is so important to have people in your life who have the same morals and values as you because I know that's there's that saying that oh you're you are who your friends are And I always thought, oh, well, you know, that doesn't really matter. You know, we decide who we are. But the people who are in your life hold so much influence over you. They hold influence over your values, your morals, what you think is cool, what you think is okay to do. It's really important to have loving friendships in your life so that you can have extra push and motivation to work towards building your relationship with Christ and to work towards doing the things that God has planned for you and purpose in your life. I want to instill is that your actions, your good actions are always going to be of low value and practically useless if they are not done out of love. If you do not have love in your heart, you will only do things for worldly rewards. And recently I've been watching the show um, and it's called... The Good Place, and it's a funny little show about people trying to do good things to earn their spot in heaven. And I feel like I kind of heard God through that, and that this is how the world thinks. The world thinks that if you're a good person, you do good things, you know, you earn your brownie points, you'll feel good, and you'll get into heaven. But from reading the Bible, we know this is not true. 
Good actions, good works won't earn you a spot in heaven. Lots of people can do good things, but if your heart is not coming from a place of love, you won't ever get that true fulfillment and reward. It was kind of like people work towards a worldly dessert, or I think it was like a moral, it was a moral dessert. I'm sorry, it was a moral dessert. And that you think if you do good things that you will earn a place in heaven, that you will feel good and, you know, you'll get to heaven. But we know this is not the truth. If you are doing things for the world, then you will only get the world rewards. You will not get that deep fulfillment in your life. You're going to do good things because you feel like you have to and not because you want to. It won't be natural for you. It'll kind of be where you're all good on the outside, but on the inside, you still have sin. You still have issues you need to work through, like sin, just wandering through your heart. And so nothing you do will be natural and nothing you do will be of value because it's only to serve yourself and it's only to serve the world, not to serve God and not to serve through his purpose and his plans for our life. Good actions on earth aren't putting your name in the place in the book of life. These good actions aren't bringing people to know Christ if they're done because of selfish reasons. Your heart needs to be in a better place so that love can be natural for you. It can be something you do without even thinking of. It can just be very automatic in your life rather than being something you have to contemplate through and think too much about. You think too much about and something you have to constantly overthink in your life. Jesus calls us to get out of our small bubbles and to get uncomfortable. Contrary to popular opinion, your walk with Christ is not going to be easy and comfortable. Jesus is going to push you out of your comfort zone in order for you to grow. As we grow in our walk with Christ, we will mature and we should begin to see love becoming more natural in our thoughts and our actions. We see this in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, as it states, when I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. As we grow in Christ, our actions and our thoughts will become more similar to his. Evidence of Christ being within us and evidence of Christ working within us is that we will change from our past selves and allow our thoughts and actions to be shaped by Christ rather than to be shaped by the world. It ties in to how we are not to be of this world. When people see us, they should see Christ in our actions and in our hearts. Every action that we do, every thought that we think should be rooted in Christ, love, and faith. When I was in elementary school, there was this kind of acronym that they would teach us, which was JOY. It goes Jesus, others, and then yourselves. We need to make Jesus our number one priority, then others, and then ourselves. Now, I'm not saying you should completely ignore everything you need. You definitely need to make sure you're taking care of your mind, body, as it is God's temple. You need to make sure you are taking care of yourself. But we are to do away with utterly selfish thoughts and actions in our own life. Ask Jesus to help you rid yourself of pride and selfishness in order to put others first. Nearly everything we do is to be out of love. 
And everything that God calls us to do is out of love. You accept God's love and salvation in your own life so that you can mature and grow in your faith. You pray for other people because you love them and you want to see them happy and have their prayers answered. You share the gospel out of love for other people. You extend mercy to those who wronged you because it's not up to us to get even. God is fair and he is just and he will take care of it. God calls us to love him and others. Now, this is a message that I really want to focus in on because I also need to learn this myself. If we think we are too good to love those who are below us or different than us, we have a big storm coming. Because imagine if God felt that way about us. Imagine if God thought that he was too good to love us. We would be done for. We would be in a very difficult position. You need to really humble yourself and stop seeing others as being different. Stop seeing others as being, oh, well, they are this or they are that. See them as your brothers and sisters in Christ who need love. You don't know what they're going through in their own life. Extend that mercy that God extends to us. Choose to forgive them as God forgives us. Choose to love them despite their failures, despite their sins, despite misunderstandings as God loves us. Extend that love because you don't know how much that could mean to that person in their walk or if this is a sign they have been asking for in their life. Our walk with Christ can often cause anxiety because we are denying our old selves and abandoning old sinful wants, desires, and actions to take up the cross and follow Christ. Chapter 13 of Corinthians ends with verse 13, which says, But now, faith, hope, love. Abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. Becoming more loving is a reminder that the Holy Spirit resides within us. Love is being vulnerable and putting others first. Love is sharing the good news of the gospel, even when you feel intimidated. Love is forgiving others and admitting to our failures and praying for others. Jesus not only spoke of love, but acted on it when he was on earth. Love needs to be something that is integrated within our life. Love needs to be something that we act out every single day. We need to forget what the world teaches us to do, forget that we need to live our best life and be selfish all the time. We can't do that and love others. We can't be selfish and love God. You can't serve two masters in that sort. You can't hold these two values equally. Eventually, if you're trying to balance the two, you'll walk away from Christ. You'll fall away from where God calls you to be. You need to completely rid yourself of this world. But you can't do that on your own. You need to make sure that when you are pursuing new things, that it is where God's calling you to be. You need to make sure that you're asking God to help you. Admit that you are helpless on your own. Admit that you can't get through this on your own. Admit that you need God, you need the Holy Spirit, and you need Jesus in your heart. You know, as much as much as God has blessed us and as much as God has provided us with things, we aren't meant to do these things on our own. We aren't meant to change the world on our own. We aren't meant to even change ourselves on our own. That's giving yourself too much, I guess, power or too much of a boost. Like you need God's sovereignty. You need God 
within you. I just want to keep reiterating that love is so important. Before you pursue a new relationship, a new obstacle in life, or maybe if you're not in any kind of relationship, I really urge you to do some self-reflection and make sure that the love you are providing and the love you are extending to friends, a romantic partner who is difficult to get along with, or maybe someone new in your life, make sure it's the love that is reflecting of 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7. Make sure you are kind. Make sure you are patient. Make sure you are not jealous. Make sure you are not overly arrogant and humble yourself. Make sure you do not seek to get revenge and seek to get even. Make sure you are not provoked easily. Make sure you are not holding grudges. Do not rejoice in unrighteousness, but always rejoice in truth. And something I always think of is that it states in Corinthians that love never fails. So if it failed, it wasn't love. Sometimes God brings people into our lives and sometimes they're only meant to they're only meant to bring us closer to God. Sometimes they're not meant to be there temporarily. But when you have someone new in your life, make sure that you are loving them in the way that Christ calls us to love our neighbors and to love our enemies. Make sure that you are, make sure that it is a healthy relationship, whatever it may be. Make sure that God is the center of this new relationship. Make sure that you are going to God before you make big decisions, small decisions, decisions of any kind. Make sure that you are going to God because he is not our genie. He is not our personal assistant. He is not here to give us everything we want, but we are on this earth to act out his will and his purpose. We are on this earth to do what he calls us to do. We are on this earth to serve his purpose and submit to his will. So always make sure and check in with yourself. Sometimes we have to, we are called to sacrifice our things. We are called to give up what we want for God's will. And make sure that you are being obedient to God because Partial obedience is total disobedience in God's eyes. It's not enough to do half of what God says to do. You have to fully live a life committed to Christ. And it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be different. Some people might look at you weird and think, why would you do that? Oh, you're so weak to love that person. You're so weak to do this and that. But it takes a lot to love those who hate you. It takes a lot to love those who persecute you. It takes a lot to love those who are difficult, who are hard to get along with. It takes a lot. And that is not something that humans can naturally do. It's not something that humans naturally want to do. And that will be the evidence that God is within you and that the Holy Spirit remains in you and that Jesus is in your heart. You'll be acting like a whole new person because you are a whole new person. Once you become baptized and you accept Jesus' salvation, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are a new person. And you should continually be working towards remaining a new person. And it's not going to be easy, like I said. Your walk with Jesus, it's not going to be easy. You're still going to experience heartbreak. You're still going to experience pain. You're still going to experience seasons of waiting. You're still going to drift from God. But you need to make sure that you are always 
loving others and putting others first and submitting to the will of Christ so that you can stick with him through the long haul because Jesus is in it till the end. He's not going anywhere. He's not going to abandon us. So it's on us to work towards him every day. And the enemy is going to try to knock you off. The enemy is going to try to pull you away from Christ or try to stir up trouble. And it's kind of in a way, a temptation in a way to be like, hey, let's go back to the old life. Hey, this is too hard. Let's go back to being, you know, hateful and not accepting their, um, not accepting their apology, not being loving. Let's be bitter. Let's hold a grudge over them. But you need to stop yourself in those thoughts and think, is this the love of 1 Corinthians 13? Is this the love that Jesus calls me to have? Is this the life I'm supposed to be living? And if it's not, repent and come back to the Lord. If you are a person who was never loved or treated kindly, I am so sorry for that. And I truly want you to know that God loves you more than you could ever imagine. He has a better life in store for you and wants a personal relationship with you. Repent of your sins and seek a relationship with Christ every single day of your life. I pray that you would learn to love others because you never know how beneficial that could be for the both of you in your walk with Christ. And I pray you all have a blessed week. And I really pray that this episode was helpful and that it could apply to your life, that you could begin to start loving others as Christ has called us to love them. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Joyful Heart. Feel free to reach out with prayer requests, praise reports, requests for topics, or general questions on either Instagram or the Facebook group. These can be sent to Joyful Heart. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-L-H-E-A-R-T-T on Instagram, as well as for the private Facebook group. I hope you all have a blessed day, and I'll catch you next week. Bye, guys!